section seventy three of the inheritance by susan edmonstone ferrier this librivox recording is in the public domain volume three chapter two hot from the field indulge not yet your limbs in wished repose nor court the fanning gale nor taste the spring oh by the sacred tears of widows mothers sisters aunts forbear armstrong what have you done with the major exclaimed his lady as they entered the saloon and found her and miss pratt with their heads together gertrude was at a loss how to answer this question as till this moment she had as completely forgot the major as though no such person were in existence where in the world is the major was repeated in a voice of alarm very snug in his cloak probably answered colonel delmore with a disdainful smile lady rossville cousin i entreat of you what has become of the major i dare say he is not far off answered the countess but he did not overtake us good gracious exclaimed the lady all panting with alarm did he not overtake you then the major is lost my dear mrs waddell don't distress yourself began miss pratt depend upon it he'll cast up there's good daylight yet and he may meet some of the work-people in the woods and we'll send out some of the servants to seek for him colonel delmore will you pull the bell he never would think of taking the crowfoot crag and that's the only ugly turn about the banks lady rossville i'll thank you for the smelling bottle there there's not much water in the river just now jackson a glass of water here as quick's you can and send out some of the men to look for major waddell with bells ropes and lanthorns said colonel delmore there is major waddell ma'am said the pompous jackson as he glanced his eye but without turning his head towards the window where oh where exclaimed his lady as she flew to the window thank god as she again sunk upon her seat the major it certainly was in propria persona slowly and laboriously plodding his weary way close buttoned to the chin though evidently ready to drop with heat and fatigue he carried a handkerchief in his hand which he ever and anon applied to his face which shone forth like a piece of polished yew to add to his perturbation miss pratt throwing open a window screeched out to him come away major make haste here's your good lady in hysterics almost about you the poor major uttering an ejaculation of despair did his utmost to mend his pace and again the drooping capes arms sails and tails of his cloak were all in commotion as the inward man struggled and plunged amidst the toils of broadcloth and timon till at length the whole mass came floundering into the room oh major exclaimed his lady faintly as she rose to meet him my sweet girl what is all this cried the major as he cast back part of his folds and extended his arms like claws towards her i have been so frightened about you major you must have met with something you are so heated and do tell me what has happened i see you have met with something my dearest girl i do assure you i have met with nothing i have been rather on a wild goose chase to be sure trying to overtake my charge the countess there but turning to colonel delmore and her i could not make you hear me at all though i had you in sight almost all the way at this remark there was a smile on colonel delmore's lip and a slight blush on lady rossville's cheek which miss pratt did not like and a sort of vague tremor ran through her frame that was very odd said mrs major recovering i never doubted you were all together 
i shall take care another time how i trust you to walk without me oh you have got yourself heated to such a degree i am sure you will catch your death of cold pray miss pratt shut down that window now major do sit away from the door and i beseech you don't think of taking off your cloak till you are cooler my dear bell gasped the almost suffocating major now major i entreat of you but upon my soul this is a thousand degrees hotter than ever i felt it in bengal well but major you know very well how ill you were in consequence of throwing off your cloak suddenly one sunny day when you had got yourself overheated and you promised me that you never would do so again but my dear bell this is absolutely like a day in june now major i can only say but happily for all concerned the lady's sins were here stopped by the sound of the dressing-bell and half distracted betwixt her desire to superintend the cooling of the major by keeping him in a hot room enveloped in his cloak and her anxiety to dedicate the full three-quarters of an hour to the duties of her toilette and the display of her oriental finery she felt much at a loss which to choose at length the woman prevailed over the wife and the major was allowed to betake himself to his dressing-room while the lady repaired to hers End of section seventy three